Right, so we're recording a bit of pre-pod. Oh, my favourite bit. Are you feeling the pressure now, Chris, to be funny? Yeah, I don't, don't like it when he telegraphs it's pre-pod, because then, you know, it's not real. Oh, it's real. The pre-pod is real. Right, right. see that? that that's the... Oh, it's good. A wee bit of rustling about. <laughs> no, to but see, slurping tea. See the thing about, no see the thing about microphones, Chris? They pick up the nuts. So at the moment, what it's doing is hitting your zip. Well, I don't sit at home with my own strap-on microphone like you guys do. <laughs> so what do you sit at home with? That bottle? Some shitty wires <laughs> with cables that don't work and some sub-optimal audio. That's what I sit at home with. Are we are we talking about serious stuff? Yes. Or are you two Look, we're just lightening on? we're lightening the mood. We're just lightening the mood of... before we get into the set the stuff. Well I've got a joke. Oh no, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got a joke. I've got a joke. I thought of a joke. Have you heard about this new COVID nineteen thing? No. It's gone viral. Welcome to the Good Roundup. Uh, today on the Good Roundup, we have Julie, Chris, and myself, Stuart. We're going to just talk about stuff. We're in week sixty-three of the lockdown. At least that's our... <laughs> no. First of all, what week of the podcast are we on? Four. Well, Five? weirdly, this is the fifth one, and it's the fourth week of it. It feels as if we've done 400 of them and we started two years ago. And again, originally this was going to be a podcast about brand and now it's just a podcast about how uh, therapy for the uh, coronavirus. So that's, you know, our little therapy sessions, that's how it's turning into. So question is always the same with the kickoff. How are we all doing? Doing well. Doing all right. Well, yeah, all right. I mean, yes, I think we, yeah, fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know, Stuart, from that. <laughs> you can tell she's not really sure. Um, having my moments. Sleep is sleep is not good at the moment. Annoyingly, very disrupted sleep. If that's not, which is uh, mildly irritating, but not really. Not. I was saying this to Chris yesterday. Not in a. I'm not going to bed actively anxious or worrying about things. It's just seem to wake up a lot thinking about things, which I'm sure is the case for a lot of people. At the moment, but generally, generally fine. The team are still positive, and that makes it easier. Chris, how's the darkness? Yes, up mm-hmm. and down, up like and down. <laughs> More down probably than up. Julia's helped <laughs> talk me off the, the window. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm on the first You're floor. Not going to hurt yourself. Ground so floor, but yeah, a lot of kind of waking up at night and thinking about stuff, and then not being able to go back to sleep. But hey, we're all in it together, aren't we? How about you? Wait, well, I'm I'm the same. I've fine. Somebody is fucking about with this. Somebody is annoying me, and I don't know who it is. And I think about me, my son throwing stones at windows. That's fucking my life at the moment. <laughs> with him thinking he's hilarious. I think you and Darren, uh, I've noticed, are struggling with the old kids on the old kid front. I, I mean, generally, my boy's all right. He's good. I think the challenge is I'm not working from home. I'm at home working. It's fine, but I'm the same as you guys. I'm kind of, last couple of nights, I've been waking up and just things in my head. Nothing. And, of course, nothing that you can solve. You've just got to kind of get through it. So I've been playing some Animal Crossing, and that doesn't help. And then uh, I just try and go back to bed, and then I don't. And then I wake up, and I'm grumpy with everybody, and I lock myself in a room for eight hours a day shouting at people. And then they start throwing stones at the fucking window. Have you fallen out with everyone in your family? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say that, I'd say, I'd say that's probably a fair summation of the thing. I think it's kind of, you know, yeah, I think so. I'm okay with it. 
And uh, I'm kind of saying, I think, Shirley, my wife's been more tolerant than usual. She's trying hard not to shout at me. <laughs> Occasionally, bubbles to the surface. So I'm glad, so we are, we are bubbling away, so to speak. There, as far as business is concerned, is there any big change from last week? Uh, changes every it, hour. It's still a mixed bag, isn't it? There's. So, uh, hmm. We were talking to Keith today, weren't we, about it? And it's just crazy the amount. It's never. It's unlike anything we've ever. It's unlike anything anyone's ever been through. So it's no wonder no one knows how to react to it. You just don't know. Do you know what I'm sick of though? What are you sick of, Chris? I want to get into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sick of all the yoga babble around it. I'm sick of all the the talk and stuff around it being a sort of strategic hurdle and all this stuff. It's not. It's completely new. It's about fucking survival, and that's the game. So all of that stuff on LinkedIn, and there's just an overload of fluff around what you've got to do to survive, and it's it's different to other recessions. It's not even an economic thing, and I'm sick of that, tired of it. I was listening to somebody today who said, and I thought it was absolutely correct, nobody's modelled for this. Mm. Correct. So stop throwing... 2008 us, it's bollocks. Yeah. We, we, we look at, what, a client a year, losing a big client a year? Is that the kind of... Mm, yeah, not even that, yeah, not even that, really. But yeah, there's a natural churn, not necessarily a big client, but yeah, there's probably one that's replaced with another for whatever reason, once a year. Yeah, and the thing about the thing that's interesting, and I've been churning in my head, is that all of this kind of stuff, an event like this kind of strips all of that conceit away and all that babble and all the bullshit, and it boils, it boils businesses down to really two things, maybe three: how much have you got coming in, how much have you got going out, and how much have you got set aside. And it is literally no more complicated than that. When we first set up the business, the first bank manager we met that we were in awe of, which and we're not in awe of bank managers anymore, which shows how far we've come. But he said it's not very difficult. As long as there's more coming in than there is going out, then <laughs> you're doing something right. And I think, you know, that that is it. It is just boiled down to what have you got? And it's now up to, and it's down to how quickly you can adapt to these new circumstances and what you've got to survive, because it is about survival. And that's what Jules, me, Jules and Steph, never spent so much time with three of them, <laughs> staring at each other and pondering, you know, looking at spreadsheets. And Steph, bless her, has done an amazing job pulling spreadsheets together, looking at how we parse this out. And- the other thing at the moment is that we don't actually, like you say, we're, we're planning all these scenarios and looking at the financials of all of it, but we don't actually know, we still don't actually know what we're planning for. So it's not like losing a big client or losing two clients or losing whatever, you know, because it's not it's not that we've lost clients. We know that four or five of our big clients are kind of pulling back a bit and are going to go quiet, but we're, we're, we're also confident that that will come back at some point, but when, we don't know. And so you kind of look at all these, you map all these scenarios out, you know, and and now we talked about, I mean, that's what we were talking about with Keith this morning, saying that those are just kind of sitting in the in the background now to say, right, well, when we reach this point, this is what we need to plan for. And when we reach that point, this, you kind of, like Chris says, you need to, yeah, just it's just then being ready, adapting yeah. and making decisions quickly and trying to make the right decisions for the business and for the team. And Because the, the yeah, the, it's not an economic issue. You know, the standard thing about recessions being, what, two quarters of negative growth and all that s- staggered economic slowdown where you, you, you have a perspective of what's happening and you're able to make some decisions. And the, and the, yeah, and the advice, received wisdom then is 
act quickly and all that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, even that stuff we were talking about before about lagging indicators. I, I, I've actually changed my mind on that. We're not, this isn't about lagging indication. This is immediate. It's the taps have just been turned off. There's no, there's no lagging about it. Uh, we might lag at the back end as well, but yeah. Well, that's but I think that's that's the point I was going to make though. When we when we talked about the lagging indicator effect the first time in that David Baker webinar, he was talking about our industry being both a lagging indicator at the start in terms of impact, but also recovery. And I think that's you're, there is mm. no lagging. We're we're not a lagging lagging indicator at the moment. We're feeling the impact pretty much overnight. We've seen it in the space of a week. The revenue is literally getting chopped in half. But you you can then work to trade through that. But I think the rate at what what it's going to come back at the other end will be slower. So you can feel the effect quicker and it will take longer to come back, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. But. And I think what's made the scenario planning perversely more complicated is the government support stuff as well. It's not as binary as it would be. So, you know, and that, that creates so much nuance and decision making and how and when you take advantage of that. So it makes the planning difficult. There are so many, many options. I mean, Steph was looking at 10 or 14 scenarios which we could probably slice and dice again it's and within them i think jules i think there's like two or three in each one of them mm, there's three or four three or four actually three or four options within each scenario in terms of looking at different levels and furloughing and numbers of people and all that kind of stuff yeah trying to do it um, the right way yeah but i think that's where that's where those equations that like those very simple equations of looking at what you've come got coming in and reconciling that against what you've got going out is what is where you work it back to being as simple as possible yeah the very essence of business but then you know that and that's i suppose in you who uh, we were talking about it earlier we have been talking about it there is the kind of added don't necessarily want to call it a complication but that you know there's there is this thing around the moral responsibility that businesses have as well which is there's a bit of discussion around in terms of you can't you know it's not just it's not just our business it's not it's not you're not dealing with just your own business and trouble and you look at reducing headcount or whatever or reducing overhead and taking people out because we're where do they go? <laughs> There's no, there are no, there are no other jobs. At the moment, you know, which is obviously the whole point of the government support and the retention scheme. But there, it raises bigger questions of, I suppose, leaders of the business to say what's the right thing for the business and the team and what what what's what's the right thing to do and yeah, because that's the reset back to the recession that received received wisdom around downsizing if your business is struggling is you know cut overhead, cut people, cut quick. And fine, but we're not living in those circumstances now. This is a a different scenario where there are not pockets of the other pockets of the economy that are doing well where people can pick up work. There's no work. So you're obligated, rightly, I think, to hold the line as much as you can. And, you know, we were talking about the the thing about Mark Ritson saying, and it's true about, you know, all these businesses that have lived on credit and lived up Mm. to the wire and stripped money out of the business, now's when you get caught. This is when you get caught. Because if you have no money in the business and nothing set aside for a rainy day, you're fucked. Because this is the rainy day. And this is the rainy day and it's pouring. Those that get caught, and you know, that's what a, a, a brutal capitalist view of the world is, that these businesses perish. Shocking, but true. But, but you know, as you said, Stuart, the other day, the scary thing and the disorientating thing is, is we don't know whether we're in the beginning, middle or end. Where are we in this? How long is it going to last? My entire career has been built on projects. I've kind of realised that. When you did a theatre project, you started a theatre project, you ended a theatre project, and you know exactly where you are in that process. When you do 
a digital project to say my market anything you know the the beginning middle of end because there's a finite thing the, the, the trouble with this is that the only thing and this is terrible and i'm not proud of myself for saying that i'm looking at the death numbers as a guide of how we're doing <laughs> you know because it's the only it's the only metric it's kind of going, is it getting higher, is it lower? I mean, it's that kind of thing where you're kind of looking at it and going, what's it going to be today? I hope it's not going to be as high as yesterday. Mm. And the only, and I know that's not, of course that's not right. And that's not, and you you, you look, because you want it to be zero, obviously, I'm not an animal, but the kind of, but the thing is, it's, it's this <laughs> only thing that I can measure how we're doing is like, is it going up? Because if it's going up, we're still in it. If it's going down, we're getting better. And, and I get encouraged to see things going down. There was a, because there was a red, was it on Monday? I can't even remember. Who knows what day it is anymore? I think it was on Monday and there'd been a couple of days of consistent hospital admissions, but they weren't increasing. And the death rate, the death, the number of deaths had, I think, dropped slightly or stayed constant for two days. In a row. And you, it, <laughs> those are you the things that you find yourself clutching on to, to go, maybe, yeah. just maybe. We're, and then, you know, before you know it, you're like 300 and something, <laughs> 500 and something. You're like, no, that was no, just a fleeting glimmer of hope that you kind but, of clutch on to desperately. I mean, I know earlier on this week, we talked a number of, I mean, you guys have been in it more than uh, Darren and I have, but I mean, just talking about the scenarios and it's kind of, you've we've got to map everything out from where we are to where we could be. And th- the truth will be somewhere in the middle mm. because I mean, that's normally where it is, but it's just, it is kind of scary. The team seem to be understanding with the people yeah. I've talked to. I don't know as ever impressed and humbled by their stoicism in this. I think, yeah. And I was saying to Keith earlier, like I was speaking to one of the girls this morning and she was saying, this is, yeah, it's shit and a little bit anxious about that, but try not to get too worried about this. And we've been having, they've, they've been having conversations around their own financials and all that kind of stuff. We obviously had a call with the call with the team yesterday where we had to say, look, this is, we're now starting to look at furloughing people and the plan we'd had originally we're going to can't do and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a particularly uplifting <laughs> call with the team because it's not bad news but it's certainly not great news either and anyway but the point being that mj was saying you know i I, I I trust you guys i trust that you guys run the business to do right by us and do right by the team and right by the business and that's all you can really ask for and it does it's little comments like that that do make all the difference because on top of everything else that's going on business-wise and health-wise in the world you kind of it's at least reassuring to know that the people you're trying to retain and make sure there's a business for uh, at the other side of this do appreciate the the decisions that you're having to make and everyone does i think it does feel like everyone's kind of in it together and mm. sure they're all they're all feeling it in in different ways but they seem to be still talking and i, I just I, you know it's hard to know because you don't can't live in people's heads but i know it's hard i found the meeting i found the call yesterday hard unexpectedly so i think but but afterwards a few people sent me notes which was really nice to say I know that was hard and like along the lines of what you said Jules so you know that you can only I mean and that that's really special of them to do that and it shows the type of people we've got and you you know you you do feel a a keen sense of responsibility for making sure that we uh, make the best decisions to get through it and it was Keith that said all you can do is focus on making the next right decision and I think that's so good and appropriate at the moment that there there are so many questions and decisions to be made but you can only focus on the ones that are right in front of you and try and make the right ones at that time mm. so yeah I think everyone's hanging in there it's it's not great to, to address the team is it and say look guys I'm sorry I, I don't know <laughs> mm. 
We've also got a team that are used, you know, and this is one thing we were talking about with Dave this morning, Dasna. You know, he's he was saying he's, you know, doing doing all right, but is 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 quieter. You know, we've got a, a team that are used to being, as most agencies I'm sure do, you know, you've got a team that are used to being busy and lots of projects and pipeline and lots of different balls in the air that you're juggling at one any one time. And actually from a, a mindset point of view, to kind of even just be comfortable with the fact that you don't have a million and one things to get through in a day that there is a little bit of positive in that if you can find, you know, and it's it's quite a shift to get yourself there to say, right, well, actually, I need to get X, Y and Z done today. And then I'm around if anyone needs me on my mobile and I'm going to go and whatever, read a book or go for a walk or something. You know, it's mm. that's a bit mm. of a, it is quite a, that's not, you know, it's quite a shift. That's not going to happen overnight either. But we're trying to encourage people to take the time where they've got it. So, Chris, you were gonna you were gonna have a you were gonna have a mild discussion about how you think the banks are performing at the moment. They're just fucking useless, aren't they? <laughs> just you know, they're just big sponges, and they suck up all the money, and then they treat it as if it's theirs, and they don't give it to anyone. I mean, they give it to their shareholders in the form of. I know that the chancellor's going to give another yeah another update because they had to. Basically, they had to give the banks a bollocking yesterday, but I actually hold the government responsible for this because, you know, the banks are going through the process as if they're going through, as if it's normal times. Mm. So they're, they're, and, and they're telling people, well, you might get, it might take nine to 12 weeks. And then they're charging interest and then they're looking for collateral and they're looking for, you know, it's just, mm. it's an embarrassment. They should be ashamed of themselves after they were bailed out last time, after they took all of our money last time. That was what the article was saying. I can't remember what article was it. The BBC, whatever it was, yesterday it basically said, when it was the, when the government had basically sent a sternly worded letter to say, please don't pay your shareholders these ridiculously large dividends. Keep your money in your pocket because we're going to need it for extra lending. Don't. I mean, we we it, it is astonishingly bad the way they behave. And my my tip, and you know, Chris's top tips: don't rely on your bank for anything. They will give you nothing. They're only interested in you if they can earn money off you. And I know some people will say, well, that's fine, isn't it? Well, it's not. They've got a bigger responsibility than that. Okay. Okay. Julie? And don't get me started on premiership football clubs either. Oh, Spurs. Spurs have basically, what have they furloughed or they've cut all their backroom staff salaries, oh, yeah. but the players are yeah. left on. How, in what world, in how many parallel worlds do you need to have till that's acceptable? That's enough to put me off watching premiership football. But that, And that's what I think, I do think, to be fair to the players, we were talking about this earlier, I mean, I think they're all ridiculously overpaid, clearly, and I'm sure some of them will step in of their own back and whatever, give money to whoever they choose to give it to. But it's not, it's it's the it's the clubs, it's the owners that need to take responsibility for that. The players are essentially employees. Mm-hmm. They, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't fall on them. It should be the owners that are taking responsibility for how their, how their entire staff, including players and all support staff, are treated. It's not, don't, I think it's an easy... Yeah, but when you're an individual whose who's personal revenues are 100 yeah. times or 200 times, you have, no matter, I mean, these guys are, you need to step forward. And some of them have, some of the more intelligent, sensible ones have, Lionel Messi and Barcelona. But I do, I just, I'm astonished by that. I think the Premiership needs to be careful because they'll ruin, they'll tarnish their own brand. Do you think fans are going to stand for that? Pay season tickets yeah, to go and watch these guys? forget. 
Yeah, they will. People yeah. Like yeah, they memories will. and they love football. They're, so they're, they're quite, they're quite happy to go and watch a, they're quite happy to go and watch a paedophile play. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, you know, you know I, I wouldn't, you know, they're all right about that. <laughs> At least he's our paedophile. You know what I mean? When they're doing that, so Probably you know, they're right. kind of going, well, you know, at least they're our selfish, greedy bastards. Mm. And as long as they score, well, it might just be me saving myself twenty-five quid a month from Sky TV. Or You're not going to do it. No, you won't. You're going to because you like yeah, watching football. So when we come out yeah. the other side of it, you'll, you'll forget. forget, and then you'll just go. Oh, yeah. I really want to watch some football today. Though. That's just human nature, isn't it? Some people are wankers, and some people aren't. So. At times like this, you mm, see the well, people that are wankers you, and yeah, the folk that are out. actually wankers but present themselves as not wankers, you find out you should probably stop saying wankers now. Stuart can bleep out the... That, bleep out if the you think I'm going to spend my time bleeping out Julie <laughs> swears, you're off I your nut. Because I love Julie swears. I've No, I've stopped. I've, I don't swear as much in these podcasts. I'm trying to make myself sound less Scottish, but I don't think it's worked. Is there, any, is there anything positive? Is there any happiness? There is, there's a few... Pockets of optimism and positivity, even around client conversations and new business activity, there's still various things that we've got kind of coming in. So it's not all doom and gloom on the business front. I think the attitude and the general way that the, the team are responding, yeah. I think, is is po- big positive because we know we've got a great team and... They're proving that just now by just getting their heads down and get on with it. We're not hearing lots of moaning, complaining and unfair requests or unreasonable requests. Generally, everyone's just dealing with it and, and getting on with it. So I think that's got to be a positive. And I think, yeah, the last couple of weeks, I was talking to somebody about this earlier, the last couple of weeks, like time-wise, has been quite, well, it's not really unusual, but I've, I've not I've not been, I don't think any of us have been any quieter, actually. It's been, you know, you still, you just sit upstairs at a desk in an attic for hours at a time on calls, <laughs> looking at spreadsheets, having catching up with clients, trying to figure stuff, same, same as usual, really. So I haven't really felt the, Mm. any benefit of oh having a bit more of a flexible schedule of I don't I've not I don't I've not had any more time to myself than I would normally in a working day or working week but I do think that over the coming weeks that is going to change so again taking the positives you can from it I do plan to try and be a bit more flexible with my own schedule and whatever whether that's go for a run at lunchtime or wrap up Mm. early or start a bit later yeah read more books and watch more films and all that kind of stuff you know you're only going to get this time to do it we as a group can spend a bit of time stepping back from the business you know the day-to-day stuff and and think about what we want any changes we want to make about the offering or how we offer it or any of those i think we can Mm. have a good long hard look at it while it's up on the ramp yeah to Mm -hmm. use an analogy so i think once maybe in the coming weeks we'll do that we'll arrange a, a virtual brainstorm so that's a positive. We'll come out the back of it stronger and better and more polished. Mm-hmm. I think we should um, actually actively start planning the return party. Okay. So my vote is oh, avant garde. Avant garde, because you know every pound's a prisoner, right? But you can get. They went at Christmas time, you know, and it was really very good. Listen, you get four pints for a tenner. We went to Christmas time, and it was really very good. There's plenty of room. You can get a band. <laughs> Or maybe Ian can come and play with his band. Yeah, we'll we'll get them to do a favour. <laughs> do it as a freebie. Well, maybe get maybe get some Findus crispy pancakes. I think I think the return party we should start planning. And also, I think we should have another. I think we should have a sweepstake on the day the pubs reopen. And if I could work out how to do that on Teams, I don't know how you put a pound and fifty p in. And we're on straight in times, isn't it? Pick a date. Whatever it is, pick a date. 
could do a doodle what poll. You could set it up as a doodle pubs poll. reopen? That's what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen. Come in your way. A bit of the funsies, as Julie would say. Chris, founding partner and entertainment officer for good. Fair play to you, Chief. Fair play to you. Are we doing drinks tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Is it appropriate that we do drinks? Yeah, it is because... Yeah, it's nice Emma's, question whether we do No, them. we have... We should. We need, we need to. Emma, yeah, I'm going to phone Emma. It's Emma's last day, so I think, she's I got... Think, the, the, so we need to have some banners for Emma. I, I, the, other, the other thing to bear in mind, Chris, on in all seriousness, we've not let anybody yeah. go. We've not fired anybody. No, it, no. it's you know, we're not, and it is appropriate because we're it is about keeping the team. If anything, it's to, we're trying. You know, I'm not saying we celebrate for looseness, but I think it's about we're not we're not firing anybody. We're not well, not making anybody redundant to be technically mm. correct we're not doing that and i think we're doing our best to the team and we, we we've got to celebrate and you know fee who was you know she she's not going to not be there and and i think it's even more important to make sure there isn't that us and them you know they're still part of the team Certainly. and we just want to celebrate them and it's it's shit but you know we were, we're all in it together so i don't i think it is appropriate as you know yes. we're, well said you know. well you know sometimes in these dark times we get the hero we deserve, not the hero we need. That's good, Stuart. That's good. Oh, God, this just gets worse. This is not the shit that Blair Ends and David Baker talk about. <laughs> See you guys. I want to know if my joke is going to make it. Is my joke going to make it? Bye. Bye. <laughs>